Welcome to the Liberated Investor Advantage podcast with your host, Doug Alden. In this podcast, we help you deal with and understand the uncertainties of investing and financial planning. Join us for this journey as your host, Doug Alden, teaches you how to move forward no matter what life or the markets throw your way. Hello and welcome to the Liberated Investor Advantage with Doug Alden. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Well, I'm pretty good, Eric. As we speak, uh, the world is in the crisis of the uh, coronavirus, uh, mm-hmm. COVID-19. It's a new term we learned. I heard that. Yeah. In the last few weeks. This is being recorded on the 10th of February, so or 10th of March. So just to give you a, a reference point, coming off probably the uh, biggest drop in uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average yesterday that ever happened, equal to 2008. So it's pretty pretty tough times right now. People are scared. Mm-hmm. So you just have to kind of step back and say, okay, where are we? What's going on? And where do we put our trust, you know? Yeah. But anyway, uh, I've got some good stuff to talk about today. I've, if you remember, the last podcast was with Charlie Stoll, who was the investment manager that I used for my clients. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is one part of it. And so, you know, that's kind of like an economic power, is interest rates and rates of return. As, as speaking today, the rates of return are pretty bad, but mm-hmm. that's the market dropping so much. But overall, this too shall pass. But just having interest rates and rates of return doesn't empower you to maximize total efficiency on your wealth-building process. Okay. And so you, you need something different or something added to it. That's like the interest rates and rates of return is one cornerstone of of your wealth building process. Mm-hmm. And the other one I'm going to get into in a in a little bit, but I just wanted to reassure myself and maybe you and all the people that might listen to this that every time we have an economic crisis like we're going through uh, today, people just think the world's going to end, the sky's going to fall. Yeah. Just in the past 20 years, this is a rundown of some of the crises we've lived through. We all remember Y2K. Oh, yes. Yeah. We all remember anthrax. Anthrax going to kill us. Mm-hmm. The West Nile virus, SARS, mm-hmm. the swine bird flu, E. coli, the financial collapse of 2008. Again, another swine flu is going to kill us all. Uh, the Mayan calendar, believe it or not, in 2012 predicted the end of the world. That's that's and exactly right. People actually were paying attention to it. <laughs> 2013, uh, North, North Carolina is going to cause World War III. 2014, the Ebola virus. 2015, ISA, ISIS. 2016, Zika virus. And now the coronavirus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The truth is fears what kills you. So yeah. it really depends on how you put your economic picture together, how you combine all the forces that are working with you against you, whether you even know it or not. Mm-hmm. So one, one is the interest rates and rates of return. We tried, tried to talk about this a while back in one of my previous podcasts about the enhanced retirement. How can I get to the enhanced retirement picture? The other thing that is, is coming into play is called actuarial science. Actuarial science, a discipline that assesses financial risks in the insurance and financial fields, 
using mathematical and statistical methods. Actuarial science applies the mathematics of probability and statistic, statistics to define, analyze, and solve the financial implications of uncertain future events. That was a mouthful. Here's what yeah. it says. Again, my dad worked for General Motors. He worked for them about 33 years, and he got a check from them every month for 34 years. So he actually was retired longer than he worked, but the check kept coming. Mm -hmm. And so what the employer used to do would be to, because of the actuarial science, when the employer was making deposits into the pension fund at General Motors, they designed it so that when it was time to pay it out, actuarially it worked. And life insurance and pension plans are the two main applications of actuarial science. They got life expectancy tables that get pretty accurate. They'll have a group of, I don't know how many millions of people, and they'll run them through the different age groups, and they can tell pretty close how many are going to die that year. Mm -hmm. Now, they can't tell who's going to die, but they have the ability to predict a pretty high number. And so by combining interest rates and rates of return with actuarial science, you get a better probability of success. Again, we used them before because we had what was called a defined benefit contribution plans. Mm -hmm. By the defined benefit, my dad got that check every month, and I don't know if it's escalated for inflation. He never talked too much about it. But the transition from defined benefit pension plans in corporations to defined contribution means that you're depending upon interest rates and rates of return, and you've eliminated the actuarial science. I'll get into it in a little bit. Who bears the risk of accumulation and distribution for an employee's retirement income under a defined benefit plan? Employer or employee? Well, the answer is employer. Mm -hmm. they, you know, General, General Motors took all the risk. Now, who bears the risk of accumulation and distribution for an employee's retirement income under a defined contribution plan, the employer or the employee? Good question. The employee. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the employee. It's all on. It's all on us. It's all on individuals and their ability to save and defer pleasure now, so that they, when they can't work anymore, there's something there to take care of them. Yeah, that's tough. By Using the two economic powers approach, there's a major transfer of risk and responsibility from the employer to the employee when you have a defined contribution plan versus a defined benefit plan. Very little education is given to individuals regarding what they must now do to provide for themselves. Mm -hmm. so let's get into it. All right. Equally important is that not only was there a transfer of risk responsibility that occurred in a defined benefit, the employee is no longer getting both economic powers by default. In other words, my dad didn't know what was going on. He didn't know about accumulation, and he didn't know about actuarial science. But they're getting interest rates returned, but now they've got to seek out and understand how to incorporate the actuarial science power that they are not getting by default. Mm -hmm. And then the, the gateway to actuarial science powers, believe it or not, permanent life insurance. Without it, people are being relegated to interest rates and rates of returns. And what this impacts, Eric, is when you get to the end of the road as far as your working life is concerned, and you build up this great big pot of money, they have you know Monte Carlo simulations about how much you can take out. Well, you know what the the safe the, the quote unquote safe withdrawal strategy is? 
it's somewhere between two and four percent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, especially if you have a bad year and then you take your two or four three percent out because you need to live on it, then you have less soldiers working for you when the, the market rebounds. This mm-hmm. would be this could turn into a bad year. I don't know. You know, we had uh, we had a, a down year in 2018, and it all happened in three months. Right now, we've got a down year in 2020, and it all happened three weeks. Yeah. So um, these are just forces that are, you know, causing you to pull your hair out. Yeah, and, and things that we can't control. That's exactly right. Uh, there are two global options for generating retirement income when we get there. Exchange trade your money, you know, in, or invest it. If we don't incorporate actuarial science, we're relegated to investing our money for income in retirement. It's it's kind of like taking a hike up a hill. If you want to look at the the climbing side, that's the accumulation period. Mm-hmm. And so a, 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 a climber would pack certain tools to go up, right? Yes. Yep. So uh, when he gets to the top or she gets to the top, what do they got to do? They have to get back down. They got to get back down. Now, the tools to get back down may not be the tools the climber used to get up there. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a strategy, a combination, a packing a little bit differently so that when you reach that summit, you have the ability to incorporate not only interest rate returns and, and market returns, but actuarial science determining how much you can pull out. And it makes a big difference. I stumbled over the uh, numbers the first time we tried to incorporate it. Matter of fact, I think we just canned that whole podcast and tried it again, uh, if you remember correctly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But let's say, you know, you got Sam and Jane, 40 years old, retirement savings. When they get there to 65 or whatever their date is, they got about a $90,000 income potential off their pot of gold. Mm-hmm. None of it's guaranteed. Correct. They have they have no no years of in case they really have a volatility year like we're having this year, a, a place to go to take income when your market account and your investment accounts are so far down. Zero. All mm-hmm. right. And so, you know, if you if you combine the two economic power strategy, you got covered asset option it, that month uh, yearly income increases to a, you know approximately one hundred forty seven thousand dollars. And if you combine the accumulation with the volatility buffer option, the income goes down a little bit. But you have you know four almost five years where you can reach in and grab some money in the case the other account goes down. So that's that's kind of the story, if you yeah. will, on what we're trying to accomplish. If you balance these two, you, you have to choose and form the combined uh, strategy together in retirement for a much higher income. Mm-hmm. You have you know your retirement assets like we talked about before. You have your four hundred one ks, IRAs, four hundred three bs, growth security stocks, bonds, mutual funds, CDs, annuities, real estate, businesses. We talked about a little bit about reverse mortgages, have that availability to draw down some of your assets 
But by combining these two economic powers, you're able to unlock more of the assets that would not be traditional for income, i.e. your your house or a business, whatever mm-hmm. you, you've got. Mm-hmm. But you combine that with whole life insurance, and that those attributes include, include death benefit and cash values. And I think I explained it in a previous podcast about how my wife and I are using ours. Yes. For, you know, we buy real estate, we pay it back, a down payment, make sure we don't have to pay uh, uh, the um, um, mortgage protection, you know, Mm-hmm. Put down more than twenty percent on the on a piece of property, and then rent it out or sell it. But that's where we go to get a, our little pot of of um, risk money, if you will. Yeah. I'm always making sure you put it back. Um, so that's kind of what I'd like to talk about. But it's just it's just impressive to see when you when you really look at it, uh, you're you're able to have a little bit of. Well, okay, that, you know, this is all going to work out because interest rates and rates of return are there. If you look at all the, I got a chart of the S&P 500 with all those crises I just talked to you about, and it's a steady upward swing. Yeah, you know, t- 2002, it came down. It was the, the, uh, the SARS um, episode, um, measles. We had even measles pop up in the 2019, believe it or not. Hmm. That was cured. Um, so when you look at the graph, even through all of these end of the world potentials that the, the press always likes to, uh, you know, push it's, this thing still goes up and it, it, it's just an impressive, impressive, uh, um, illustration of how time and money work. That's, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. But the numbers are, are really kind of staggering. You know, we just discussed uh, the pre-retirement process of the two cornerstones, interest mm-hmm. rates and, and market returns, and the actuarial science combined together. So I just wanted to kind of go forward and say, okay, now you're in the stages of retirement. You're planning on quitting your job tomorrow, and you come in and you say, what, how, how's this going to work? Mm-hmm. So we run some simulations, and at various withdrawal rates, we can get an idea of the probability of running out of money. How much I take out. Remember, I talked about somewhere between two and four. Yeah, two and four percent. Yeah, but th- which does not sound like a lot. <laughs> well, you, you know, to generate a hundred thousand dollar income, you got it at two percent. You got to have I don't know twenty million dollars, something like that. You got to have a big number. Mm. I haven't got the calculators right in front of me, but you got to have a big number. So I just thought, you know, if we just look at some simulations, let's suppose that you you, you were the, the person A, if you will, who didn't just save the pot of money, and he's got this 90, projected income of a little over $90,000, and he's wondering, that's somewhere between 2 and 4% withdrawal weight, what is the possibility of me running out of money? So if, if you do the simulations, here's some things that you can look at. This is with no volatility buffer uh, and no life insurance to go find some money when the uh, markets are down and your account values have dropped in any mm-hmm. given year. Mm-hmm. So if you take it out, you know, at that size of the money, if you take it out at 3%, you've got a really strong probability, probably around 94% of not running out of money. If, you know, this is over a 35-year period. Mm-hmm. Most of the retirees don't live that long. 
if you increase that, now you're down to about 75%, taking 4% out. Mm-hmm. Your 75% probability of not running out of money. If you increase the distribution to 5%, then you're, you're down under 50%. There's a 50, more than a 50% probability mm. of running out of money uh, within the normal retirement time span. Yeah. If you increase it to 6%, uh, it drops down to just a little bit more than 20%, 7%. you got a 10% chance of having any money left, and an 8% withdrawal rate, and you, get, you forget it. You, you're, <laughs> you're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, if we just combine something, let's say we had three years of volatility buffer, mm-hmm. and that's that another spot where you can go get some money when the markets are down and your accounts are down and take the money out of there instead of taking it out of your, your retirement account. Well, the increases, we get a tremendous amount of uh, increase in the percentage that we can take out. So let's start at 6%. And you've got probably around a ninety, about eighty-five percent probability of not of running out of money, or not running out of money. Excuse me, not running mm. out of money. Wow! If you increase it to seven percent, you know it drops down to around eighty mm-hmm. percent. If you increase it to eight percent, you've still got a pretty good chance of of living. Uh, your probability is a little under sixty percent of running out of money, and the more you have, the more volatility year buffers that you have, the better that's going to be. If you let's go four years, the numbers really increased dramatically. I wish we could show the screen on this podcast, but mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, five years of volatility taken out twelve percent, you still got a fifty percent chance of having money left after thirty-five years. Wow! So those withdrawal rates get pretty high, and, yeah, and the and more years of that, volatility. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say the nice thing is is that people can actually see this screen. All they have to do is reach yeah. out to you and say, hey, Doug, I'd love to see what you're talking about and kind of get that visual uh, visual check for myself to, to see what exactly that looks like. And uh, I, I know that you're more than happy to sit down with people and show them that. So I encourage anybody who's listening to this to, to reach out to Doug so you can go through it with your own situation. Yeah, they can get a hold of me, uh, Doug, at theliberatedinvestor.com is my email address. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can go on to the webpage and sign up for a phone call. Uh, I have a calendar on there. You can pick your times when I'm available. Nice. Uh, you, you can uh, watch my podcast or listen to my podcast. There are going to be you know various sources of publications. Uh, and then uh, just give me a call. Uh, probably I'm going to start doing some seminars or, or presentations or something locally here in the Asheville nice. area. Okay. And so – the number of contacts I've been building up uh, through Top Advisor Marketing, there's a lot of people that are running their own business or CEOs of small companies, and they seem to connect. So I'm going to try to put a list together and get in touch with those people and make uh, them make myself available to them, see if they want to talk. But yeah, the most great. important thing, uh, yeah, the most important thing I think is just realizing that uh, you know we're we're outgunned. I've talked about this before. Y- your money is in demand by a lot of different people, the government in various forms of taxes, uh, corporations and financial institutions, uh, corporations, they planned obsolescence. Uh, my, my wife, you know, we, we remodeled the kitchen a few years ago and we put one of those induction stovetops in. Mm-hmm. Well, 
the unintended consequence was she needed to go buy a whole new set of pots and pans to be able to fry an egg or you know, <laughs> cook a, a, a soup. So yes. now, after three or four years of having that, the uh, non-stick frying pans are sticking. So I'm, huh, go I'm figure. Expe- ex- expecting another, okay, uh, Doug, I need to go buy some more frying pans. So you got to watch for those unintended consequences. And you know, again, getting into retirement and you're staring at what we're staring at today, uh, March 10th, uh, it's it's scary. But if you've got the combination of the two economic powers working it to your advantage, not against you, I think retirement can be a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, uh, I'd like to make an announcement uh, next time. That would be podcast number 14. I believe this is 13. Next time, I'm going to have a, a guest on that is uh, one of the best friends that anybody could ever have. His name's Fred Chalker, and he's going to talk about his ministry in Haiti and what they're doing over there. Part of wow. what he's been able to do is develop an income using the volatility buffer uh, that we created for him a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be pretty interesting. You, you want to make sure you get that one. Again, these uh, podcasts are recorded, and it takes about a month to get them into circulation. So just hang in there. It's coming. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm excited about that podcast. It'll be a great conversation, I know. Uh, Doug, any closing thoughts for today's podcast? Yeah, just you know, turn off the television. Don't listen to the news. And uh, make your plan and stick to it. Talk to someone who... Uh, knows how to c- combine these two economic powers mm-hmm. to your advantage, and I think that uh, you you will you will sleep a little easier. And with that, I'll I'll see you next time. Well, I, I'm telling you, Doug, the, the two things that I've really really learned from you during this entire process is make a plan and stick to the plan, because when you have a good plan and you have those pieces in place, you know that the plan is built around longevity built around the sustainability of your, you know, your finances and and being able to weather storms like the one we're in right now and the others that will come and uh, because they always do. And we know that, but the beauty is, is when you have that plan and you have that course set, you just, you just kind of go, you know, you you bob up and down in the ocean a little bit. It goes up, it goes down, but you're still on course. You're still on course. So Doug, I appreciate that about you. I appreciate that. That's the message that you've delivered time and time again. And I look forward to the next one as well. So thank you for your time today. You bet. You bet. And I want to thank, and I want to thank all of you for listening to the liberated investor advantage podcast with Doug Alden. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Doug comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for joining us today. For everyone at the Liberated Investor Advantage, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Liberated Investor Advantage podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.